Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. Tonight is Thursday, January the 22nd, 2015, and tonight we're continuing our study in Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2 is where we left off last week, and uh, before we get started with all of that, I'm going to let Eli make an announcement regarding Eurofolk Radio. Yes. Yeah, actually, for those people uh, listening perhaps for the first time people who are going to download this in the future, uh, we are now broadcasting, although not today, eventually simulcast these shows here on Truth or Consequences live on uh, Eurofolk Radio. Uh, we still have a, a couple of more uh, technical things we have to take care of before we can do that. But uh, last July 4th weekend when I was at Freedom Palooza, I was interviewed by uh, a guy who calls himself uh, Professor Truth, and he's got a couple of websites, actually. Uh, he's actually a uh, geneticist who uh, you know, has done uh, alternative work in genetics, and, uh, and that's, that's what interested him in the concept of the seed lights, okay? And he, uh, he became aware of our work, you know, and my websites uh, discussing two seed light and the fact that the Bible teaches seed lights, okay? So he found this very intriguing, and uh, because he lived near the uh, Philadelphia where the Freedom Palooza event was held, he asked to do uh, you know, an interview. I said, oh, sure, absolutely. Well, he, he, brought, he brought an entire studio <laughs> with the lights, with uh, three cameras, with all kinds of mics. I mean, you know, th this guy was, uh, this is a real interview here, right? <laughs> and and uh, so we did the interview, and it has taken him about uh, seven months to uh, get it edited, okay? And uh, having seen it, I realized why it took him so long. He added a lot of, um, he basically blanked himself out of the uh, uh, the picture, which he was sitting next to me the whole time. And in place of himself, he put all kinds of charts and graphs and Bible verses and things like that. And uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, in full color uh, with all kinds of neat graphics. And uh, a professional guy reading the scriptures that we're referencing. Uh, nice, a nice deep voice, <laughs> right? I mean, this is really a professional video, uh, m way more than what I was expecting. Okay, so episode one is now up at Eurofolk Radio, and so uh, go eurofolkradio.com, and when you get to the opening page, just watch the, um, you know, the uh, signs or the uh, episode, different shows flash by, and then you'll see eventually the, uh, the Great Impersonation episode one, that's the title, the Great Impersonation episode one will pop up. And all you have to do is click on it when it pops up, 
and then it'll it'll open up the video. Okay. So the what the video discusses mainly is two things. Uh, one, the seed lines, the fact that the uh, there are two seed lines coming from Genesis 3:15, that the Jews are not of the seed line of Adam and Seth. They're of the seed line of Cain. And that uh, the covenant theology, namely that only the direct descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are covenant people, and all other people are excluded from these covenants. And I have to tell you that Paul, that's his first name, he calls himself Professor Truth, was extremely skeptical of you know the, that latter claim that I just made about covenant people, like I said, he was more interested in the seed lines. But I said, no, that's the that's the fact. And I quoted uh, Jeremiah chapter thirty-one verses thirty-one through thirty-seven, which says that the new covenant is to be made exclusively with the house of Judah and the house of Israel. Nobody else is included. Okay, and the definition of the word covenant is contract. Mm-hmm. It's a contract, and a contract always has a party of the first part and a party of the second part. No one else has anything to say about it, let alone be included in it, okay? And once he got that concept, he said, okay, <laughs> let's go for it, okay? <laughs> so uh, that's basically how it came about, and it's taken him, you know, like I said, seven months to get the finished product, and Wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed as what he did with that interview. Had I known he was going to go to all that trouble, I would have dressed up well. <laughs> as it was, I was just in, in a T-shirt, or I mean a short sleeve shirt and shorts, right? Had I known he was going to go to this much trouble to uh, set up a studio in that hotel room, I would have dressed up better, you know. But as it was, it, it worked out really well. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. One other thing, so please go to eurofolkradio.com and then check out all the other stuff we've got going there. It's really turning into a major website because we just actually, the website is about seven months old now too. And we've had, I think over this last weekend, we had over 500 downloads of the various you know videos and audios that we have there. So it's growing. It's growing steadily. Mm-hmm. Also, I just recently, somebody sent me a an email asking about Queen Athalia, who was uh, the reigning queen. She she had actually uh, she was actually of the tribe of uh, or the house of Israel. She was Jezebel's daughter, uh, according to one account, according to the the Jewish account, but. In Second uh, Chronicles 22, I believe it is, she is referenced as King Amri's daughter. <laughs> so there's a conflict there. And so uh, I'm, I'm writing an article about this as to you know why there's a conflict between Chronicles and Kings uh, on this. You know, of course, Kings is told from the perspective of the house of Judah. Chronicles is told from the perspective of the house of Israel, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, you're, you're getting two different perspectives. And uh, as we found out, and I think, uh, Dan, you know, we've gone through virtually the whole Bible now, we found that we uh, any apparent contradictions have always been resolved 
by either you know histor- historical information or by analyzing the exact words in either the Hebrew or the Greek, and we find out that there is no conflict. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I have actually solved a problem that many theologians have scratched their heads about, uh, namely in the Gospel of Matthew, where Matthew says, well, these were all, uh, what was, what was it, uh, 14 times 14, 14 plus 14 plus 14 is, what, 20, 42 generations? Mm-hmm. I think that's what Matthew says. I, have, I haven't opened my Bible yet. But uh, he actually left out three kings in that genealogy. And those three kings are all related to Queen Athalia, who had taken over uh, the house of Judah by assassinating uh, the, the true descendants of King David. Okay? So I think the the mystery is resolved by the fact that Matthew does not count uh, Athaliah's husband, or um, yeah, Jeho- Jehoshaphat. Or I think that's her. Yeah, I think she married him. Uh, I'll have to uh, go into more detail about it. But nevertheless, there were three kings associated with Athaliah, and Matthew does not count them. Okay, so uh, so in other words. She would have, uh, if her son Joash had not been killed by the house of Judah, that he might have had a, a descendant also, but he didn't. He was replaced by another king. And uh, most Israelites should understand that uh, the dynasty of King David was not always one of direct descent, you know, father, son, father, son, father, son. Uh, when the uh, the house of judah was taken to babylon uh, zedekiah had no male heirs he was killed and so someone else of of the uh, some other descendant of judah had to take his place so in other words the highest ranking judahite alive would be uh, the next person in line for the dynasty okay and so that happened while they were in exile <coughs> excuse me in in uh, in babylon Okay, so there there are several places where the direct line of descent is cut off, but nevertheless, some other direct descendant of Judah or David takes takes the place. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, this is apparently also what happened with uh, Athaliah's family. So Athaliah, uh, and but uh, so whether or not she was the direct descendant of Jezebel is in question given the fact that Chronicle says that Athaliah was actually a daughter of Omri, not a daughter of Ahab, okay? So um, the, only other, the only possible resolution I can see is that Jezebel may have adopted Athaliah as her quote-unquote daughter, and that's why King, the Book of Kings refers to her as Jezebel's daughter. She was certainly Jezebel's daughter, in the sense that she was a Baal worshiper and, and just as evil <laughs> as Jezebel, okay? But I'm very, very close to solving that problem that uh, theologians have always wondered. Well, why didn't uh, Matthew count, uh, it's, I think the, the three names are Jehoshaphat, uh, uh, Jehoram, and Joash, 
they're left out of Christ's genealogy. And so there's a reason why Matthew left them out. Okay. Could that have been, could that have been a, a translation error? With the translator That's also possible, that. too. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to look at that. Uh, but, see, the, the thing is, the Bible does not have a word for stepdaughter. Okay? So it's quite possible that Athalia was actually Jezebel's stepdaughter, not her real daughter. Okay? Mm-hmm. So because the Chronicle says that Athalia was the daughter of Omri, not Ahab. <laughs> okay? So she was actually Ahab's sister, according to Chronicles. And the account is brief, but that would resolve the difficulty. But even if she were a pure-blooded Israelite, which is also possible that Athaliah was a pure-blooded Israelite, nevertheless, she was so evil that her the men associated with her are not reckoned in the genealogy and uh, she did not have a descendant uh, after Joash to take, you know, to take the dynasty. So that's why her, the three men she's associated with, are left out of the genealogy. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, we can do a, p- perhaps a show on that in the near okay. future. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. Um, well, I guess we're ready to get started. Yeah. With, uh, yes. Second Timothy chapter two. There was one thing I was going to ask you though. I jotted part of it down last week in chapter one, verse nine of Timothy. Okay. Um, speaking of, uh, I'll just go back to verse eight. Be thou, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. What is, okay, now some people would say, okay, well, there we, we're not called according to our works. Works don't matter, blah, blah, blah. We went over this last week, and I had written, started to write it down, but I guess I got sidetracked. Okay. What, right. I, I just opened my Bible. Uh, what are those verses again? It is First Timothy, yeah. I mean Second Timothy, Second, chapter okay. one, verses eight and nine. Okay, verses eight. Specifically, and nine. verse nine. Okay. Chapter one. Okay, I'm almost there. All right, because remember what what Paul is trying to do here when he's speaking to Judahites of the house of Judah. He is trying to explain to them that the works of the law, which is the sacrifices do not count for anything anymore. Not not since the sacrifice at the clo- at the cross. It just don't count for anything anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that this this is the the. You had mentioned something about unconditional forgiveness or something, and I right. started well, to write it down. Yeah. What he's trying to explain to them is that if they don't accept the sacrifice of the cross at the cross. And continue to, to, you know, pursue these blood rituals, they're actually denying themselves the forgiveness, <laughs> right? That uh, he gave unconditionally to all, all the house of Israel, all twelve tribes. Okay. So, all right. Uh, let's see. From my forefathers, whom I serve, from my forefathers. This verse three, with pure conscience, 
you know, he's talking about his forefathers who are the, of the tribe of Benjamin. Well, let me read verse 8. Now, be not you therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be you partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Well, in other words, you have to accept what Yahshua did at the cross. Okay? If you don't accept that, then you're still tied to the blood rituals of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Verse 9, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. In other words, the forgiveness that we got at the cross had nothing to do with our works, either then, (laughs) either before or after. Okay, it's that unconditional forgiveness was promised, as he to- told us in several places, that was promised before the Mosaic Law was given. It has nothing to do with the Mosaic Law, especially the the Law of Sacrifices. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's what he's trying to tell him. He is not saying, though, that works do no good. He's not saying the law has been done away with. Or did the law have been done away with? Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. It, I just it, um, um, wanted to uh, finish writing down what I had started last week about that. And I just had it highlighted. So, okay. <clears throat> Chapter 2. Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Now therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. So don't get all caught up and worried about what's going on in this life, which is very, very temporary and very short compared to the life that's going to be, we're going to have. Yeah. That's very hard to do if you watch television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and all those false flags that they have. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 5, and if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that labors must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what uh, I uh, say. Hold on, hold on. What did he say? Except he struck. Except he strived lawfully? Oh, lawfully, yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a very important word there. Yeah, right. Very, very important. Showing see how the easy law. it is to gloss over? What's that? See how easy it is to gloss over certain statements? If you, it if is. You it is. You get reading and, and it's, yeah. it's easy to just read right over it. Yeah. But, I mean, we've, we've seen this over and over again. Like, I have mentioned every week, you know, we read something every week that Paul says that proves the law is still in effect. That's right. <clears throat> Verse 6, the husbandman that labors must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, 
but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. And here's another important word, this word may. That's right. They may obtain salvation. Right. Meaning even the elect isn't guaranteed to to obtain salvation. Right. That's what it says right there. We have to meet certain requirements, okay? Mm -hmm. But then there's another statement, the the biggest one about the elect is, if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived (laughs) by by the Antichrist. Right. Yeah, okay, so there's a group that are not capable of being deceived, okay? And I think that's Christian identity. We're the only ones who aren't deceived by the Jews. All the rest Mm -hmm. of the world has been deceived by the Jews. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. So we're going to have to accept a little bit of suffering. Uh, At least a little bit of suffering is going to go along with our faith. There's no way out of it. I don't like that part too much. Yeah. But he suffered a lot more than that. So, oh, that's uh, right. Verse 13, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about, the wor- about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Mm-hmm. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay. How many modern Christians study Scripture? Not very many. <laughs> <laughs> no, not very many. How many right. of them actually read any verses yeah, in the right. Bible? <laughs> exactly. I mean, really, their Bibles are mainly just, I guess, as a decoration piece, you know, in their home. They just leave them sitting yeah. out. You see, you've been to houses and you see people with, you know, the Bible sitting up. But they, I bet you they never read it. <laughs> well, I know right. they don't read it. So. Yes. Amen. Verse 16. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Well, certainly the resurrection of Yahshua is past. But what uh, what Paul is trying to say is there will be a resurrection of Israelites right. you know, uh, in, in the future. Okay. So um, so uh, who are these guys that he's named here? Hymenius uh, and Philetus. Hymenius and Philetus, okay. That's in verse so, 17. Right. So whether or not, they're probably, they're probably not Pharisees. They're probably Judahites who uh, simply haven't accepted the sacrifice of Yahshua at the cross, okay. And uh, we know that a lot of them, a lot of the Judahites would not accept that sacrifice because they resented the fact that the non-law-keeping uh, scattered Israelites of the of the house of Israel 
hadn't been keeping the law for the last 700 years, so why should they why should they get forgiveness mm-hmm. when they haven't even been keeping any of the law, okay? Mm-hmm. So there was jealousy there and, yeah. and, and vanity on the part of Judah. And that's why so, so many Judahites resisted Paul's teachings. They didn't want to accept that the uh, ten tribes had also been forgiven. Why should they be forgiven, those right. out there? <laughs> We're better than they are, right? We're better than they are. <laughs> Verse 19, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his, and let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. Uh Uh-oh, what? Some to dishonor. Some to dishonor. Uh, I thought everybody gets saved. <laughs> yeah. I thought being white was good enough, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I got my white skin. That's my free ride there. Yeah, right. Free ticket to paradise. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 just like the rapture teaching, right? <laughs> yeah. We we don't have to we don't have to obey God's laws. We're saved anyway. I'm telling you, we we need to start a business and sell like rapture, you know, oh, man. and you know, rapture paraphernalia. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Absolutely. You could put that on Eurofolk Radio, Eli. You could have yeah. like a, an advertisement that yeah. comes up. You know, Don't miss the rapture. Right. Um, <laughs> um, tickets here or whatever. You yeah, can we can have a rapture bus. <laughs> get, get on board. <laughs> If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and neat for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Okay, so you have to purge yourself of all this dross, make yourself a vessel of honor, and so you can do good works. I don't know, is there any other way to interpret this verse? Uh, That sounds pretty accurate to me. Okay. Verse 22, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And, of course, righteousness means lawfulness. There's no other possible definition. That's all it can be. How else can you be righteous? But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. In other words, don't be like the fair, uh, like the Jews at the yeshivas, <laughs> <laughs> having all kinds of disputations uh, and making up arguments that have no relevance to the Bible. I was thinking about getting one of those little hats that they wear, yeah, the ones that right. find a wall out in the middle of, you know, out in the open somewhere, and do bob my head up and down. And, right. And <laughs> Careful, careful, don't hit your head too hard on that wailing wall. <laughs> That's what it's knock called, wailing wall. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 24, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men. And this word men was added, apt to teach patient. Mm-hmm. In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. If God perhaps or peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Perhaps. 
perhaps. Right? Yep. Maybe that maybe that word should be italicized. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> maybe we should scratch it out. Yeah. Because that says there's no guarantee. No guarantee. That's right. Yeah. And what? Repentance. Yep. You gotta have repentance too. It doesn't work without repentance. I think it's probably a good idea for all of us to repent every day. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> right? And I include myself in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We all we all screw up. Well, Paul says, "I die daily." What does that mean? Well, he dies to his old self, and uh, you know, is, is hoping to reach that perfection, that state of perfection, which we know we can't achieve until the second coming. But we still must strive toward it, get as close as we can, mm-hmm. because you know, when the uh, the fires of Matthew thirteen, the, the scorch all those terrors and leave them at stubble, uh, a lot of us are going to get scorched because we're too standing too close to a tear. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Right? laughs> so the, the further we are from tears, morally, physically, spiritually, any, any old way, the better. That means if you're riding the fence, you better get off it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that <laughs> fence is a wooden picket fence. That's going to burn too. <laughs> Verse 26, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Yes. Okay, so this uh, devil, by him, uh, he's speaking of the devil as a person here, not as a mere concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some people who actually teach that there is no Satan. Yeah, that uh, Sheldon Emery taught that. Mm. Did he? I didn't know yes, he, he did. That. Okay. Yeah. Where it clearly says in the book of Job, Satan walking up and down. You know? Well, yeah, exactly. And, and Yahweh was speaking with Satan. Yeah. And I think the first three chapters. And then who spoke to uh, Yahshua in the desert? Yeah. Who, who was he imagining that? <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what it a... is? He was probably hallucinating because he had <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> And he hallucinated the resurrection, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they get that from. Yeah, they make it up. That's what they do. Yeah. Yep. Chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That describes the modern world to a T. <laughs> pretty, right? pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And by the way, natural affection, my notes say here, uh, means self-control, so they have no self-control. Oh, okay. I was thinking that maybe meant homosexuality, you know. Yeah, he covers that elsewhere. Okay. He's covered that several times already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. That's your uh, churchianity. Yep, it's those lukewarm Christians. That's right. That's what he's talking about. Yep. From such, turn away. Yeah. 
For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. I think we I think should he, include men and silly yeah, men and right, women in that right. verse. <laughs> but I think he was thinking of Shirley MacLaine and maybe Madonna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> silly women. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, she's a Jew. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. <laughs> verse 7. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, in yeah, Canada, uh, always learning the wrong stuff, right? Like yeah, rapture yeah. and antinomianism. Yeah. Learning everything except the truth. Verse 8. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Now, this statement is another one that has the uh, scholars heads, you know, scratching their heads. Which one? Verse 8? Uh, yeah, verse 8, because he names the uh, the guys who were contending with Moses with the serpents, okay? So they were the, uh, well, uh, wizards, for the lack of a better term, the wizards that opposed Moses before Pharaoh, okay? No one, uh, there's no source in any history book that I'm aware of that actually names, gives us the names of those two sorcerers, okay? So either uh, Paul had some manuscript which, from which he could name them, or Yahweh gave him these two names by inspiration, mm-hmm. okay? Now this is the only source we have for their actual names. Just because they're not in a... In a uh, Secular history book doesn't mean they they didn't exist. Though. Exactly. <laughs> you mean if it wasn't published by Cambridge or Oxford, <laughs> it can't be true. <laughs> you mean if Simon and Schuster didn't publish it? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Verse nine. But they shall proceed, proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. <clears throat> But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and before, uh, because here he says my doctrine, and uh, the Paul bashers criticize Paul for saying, you know, this is a a couple instances where he's used the word my, my gospel, my doctrine. But uh, the fact is, it, it is his. He's accepted it, mm-hmm. just as I have accepted Christian identity. That's my mm-hmm. my gospel, my doctrine. Okay, your faith. Yeah, yeah, your my faith. That's what I teach. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm just acknowledging Yahweh or Yahshua or claiming to be superior or superior or, or having changed the doctrine, the doctrine. right? Yeah. Or, or having changed it in my favor. That does not mean that at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd say most people would use this experience. Once they've come to uh, identify with a particular doctrine, they will call it my doctrine. Eli, you've got to put it to them in, a, in, in terms they can understand. You say, well, the Atlanta Falcons are your football team, right? That's right. You know? they say, <laughs> That's They're my, my football team. team. There. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. And I wasted half my life watching, <laughs> watching their football games. <laughs> they just can't win. 
<laughs> They're even worse than the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> so you know, so the, by, by you know, it's amazing what people will, will get criticized for. Okay, mm-hmm. they'll claim that his use of the word "my" means oh, that I've changed it. Okay, no, that doesn't mean that at all. Well, I think a lot of people just look for anything they can to right. ridicule the Bible. Anyway, they're looking right. for nitpicking yeah. anything. You know. Yeah, and, and l- let me say too that. What most Paul bashers don't realize is that this whole doctrine of elevating Paul and, and claim and this claim that Paul rewrote uh, Christianity or reinvented Christianity, that claim was first made by Jews, okay, and that was to stir up trouble within Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a doctrine created by Jews, okay, claiming that Paul. See, because they want they want Paul to be antagonistic to Messiah, to stir up trouble within the Christian mind, and that, that whole this whole thing is begun by Jews, uh, such as uh, Eisenman, Robert Eisenman, and many others. Many other Jews have instigated this uh, Paul worship. Who was okay. that? I've never heard of him. Robert, who? Uh, uh, he's, uh, Robert Eisenman has written a lot of books about uh, the connection between the Old Testament and the New Testament, okay, but always from, a, obviously, a Jewish perspective. Mm-hmm. He claims that uh, that the other apostles, namely Peter, James, John, uh, are, in fact, Judaizers, and that Paul invented Christianity. <laughs> that's That's what he claims, right? And so do a, a lot of other Jews, you know. So th- that whole doctrine of elevating Paul, Paul worship, Paulianity, for lack of a better term, that was actually invented by Jews, you know, j- just to agitate. Mm-hmm. Okay. He never once put himself above. Never. Right. Never in, once. In any of these, I haven't seen any example. No, of him he always that. humbles himself before Yahshua without fail. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, we're, oh yeah, in verse 25 of uh, chapter 2, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God had perhaps will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. What did Jesus say? The meek shall inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. Well, the humble. Advising us to be meek. Yeah. In other words, be humble. Doesn't mean a lot of people see that word meekness and they think, oh, that means you got to be a, a doormat. But that's not what right. I'm saying. It, it, it means <laughs> humble, yeah. you know. Right. <clears throat> okay. Um, I think I was at verse 11, chapter 3. Persecutions, speaking of what, Paul speaking of what he's been going through. Persecutions, yes. afflictions. And that, yeah, and that we'll have to go through too. Yeah. I don't like it, that part. It, in, in, a small, in a small matter or a small way, each of us, identians, true Christians, will have to suffer for each other, just as Yahshua suffered for us. Yeah. There's no way out of it, okay? So whether we do it voluntarily, by helping our brethren who are in trouble, or, but, you know, or, or circumstances teach us the lesson, that we must suffer for each other, okay, just as true kinsmen and a true family would do, okay? That's part of the lesson. Yeah. 
got to suffer. Maybe we can just cross that part out, you know, like the Judeo. Yeah, that's, that's a good one we could get rid of. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to suffer? Yeah. 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 Verse 11, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Amen. And that's the lesson that we learn. We will be that's delivered. Right. <clears throat> yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There you go. Yep. It's unavoidable. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. They're definitely about as, about as bad as they can be right now. <laughs> I don't see how they can get any worse. <laughs> But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which were able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Okay, what scriptures? <clears throat> there are no other scriptures except the Old Testament here. The New Testament is mm -hmm. still being written. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all he could be referring to, the Holy Scriptures. And even even Christ himself quoted Isaiah more than he quoted any other prophet. Right, right. You know, yeah. in his in all of his teachings in the Scriptures. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, these these quote New Testament Christians, as they call themselves, <laughs> right? You know, they're they're crazy. I mean, the yeah. Old Testament is just as relevant today as it was then. That's right. Verse 15, and, okay, I think I read that one, 16, and all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. But I guess not for New Testament Christians. <laughs> all right? They don't need it. That's an evil God. That's an angry God, a vengeful God in the Old Testament. We don't like that God. Yeah, we don't want to do all that. Yeah. We just say that, you know, we like that yeah. Jesus loves everybody. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, all, we'll all go to heaven arm in arm singing Kumbaya. <laughs> Black, white, green, yeah, red. There you go, right? I didn't, I didn't envision that. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Thoroughly first unto all good works. Good works. Yep. And of course, and the word perfect uh, is, uh, I forget the word, the Greek word, but uh, it it means whole. Okay, so you become whole, not perfect. Yeah, my uh, um, strong, it says it comes from the Greek word artios, and it is complete. Okay. Complete, yeah. Yes, so it has a t totally different meaning from the English word perfect. You know, we, mm -hmm. we're envisioning perfection. But wholeness means more health, you know, spiritual health, moral health, you know, that uh, you are whole within yourself and you, know, you have uh, no no more problems, okay? Perfect is, is a completely different word. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so important to take a lot of these words back to the original That's language. right. That's right. <clears throat> Chapter 4. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing. Okay, so the living and the dead. 
will be judged at the judgment day. Yep. I guess uh, not according to their works. <laughs> no. According to their faith only as the according church. According to their belief. Yeah, according to their uh, beliefs. Uh, as long as you believe, you, you <laughs> right? know. Then, you then if you believe, then you got to pass the test, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to it. Yep, you got to do good works, folks. That's the bottom line. He says it over and over again. <clears throat> Chapter uh, verse two: Preach the word. Be instant in season. Or be ready. Always be ready. Out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Okay, reprove and rebuke. But we're what not modern churches judge. teach? We're not supposed to judge. Yeah, don't lie. criticize. Don't criticize. They might get offended if you criticize, right? If you see someone stealing, you just, you know. Yeah, just, don't say just ignore it. They're saved anyway. They're already saved. Yeah, what do you right. got, they ain't got anything to worry about. Just let if them they go. believe in Jesus while they're murdering people, they're saved. <laughs> Verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. <laughs> That's your televangelists. Boy, don't I have itching ears, too. Yeah, man, That's really your Judeo preachers. Now, Paul's a prophet. He's an absolute prophet. Mm-hmm. This is an absolutely astounding letter. I wonder if he had Joel Osteen in mind. <laughs> yeah, right he did. <laughs> and John Hagee. Yeah, right. Verse 4, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned into fable. Amen. That's what we're seeing. Now, the fable of Christianity. Modern Christianity. It's a, nothing but fables. Yeah. <clears throat> but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Amen. So work hard. Yeah. Work hard. Get the job done. And of course, uh, the hardest part is to get whites to listen because yeah. they've been so brainwashed by Judeo Christianity. They think they know it all. They think they're saved. You know, well, if if you actually believe you're saved, you know, why would you even want to hear a different version of the gospel? Okay. So the Jews, I mean, they're master psychologists. They don't just brainwash people. They make the brainwashee believe that it's the only possible way and there's no other possible way. You know, so they're in an insane asylum. And they think they're saved. It's <laughs> I'm picturing an insane asylum, right? And above the door it says, Salvation! <laughs> and all the Judeos are marching in. Yep, they think they've got it yeah. made. All they have to right. do is believe. <clears throat> you know, if, if all we had to do was believe, then the Bible would be a pretty short book, wouldn't it? That's I mean, right. What would be the purpose of reading all of this? Yeah. That's right. It was that easy. <clears throat> Verse 6, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Okay, so he's telling us he's ready to die. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Amen. And not to me only, 
but unto all them that love his appearing. Okay, so first of all, you you have to love the idea of the judgment day, righteousness, okay, a crown of righteousness, and you have to anticipate his appearing to uh, eliminate evil, that all evil will be done away with. Struck. That's what's going to be done away with, evil, mm-hmm. not the law. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Verse 9, Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. And Tychicus have I sent to Ephesus. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee. And the books, but especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. All right. So he's rebuking. He's rebuking uh, mm-hmm. Alexander. Alexander. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> of whom be thou ware also, for he has greatly, greatly withstood our words. And I think uh, what this is a reference to, uh, I see Greg is in the uh, chat room. I think the coppersmiths had a deal with the pagans, okay, that they would make images, you know, for the pagan worshipers. So oh, okay. obviously Paul was directly affecting their livelihoods, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I think, where is it? I think it's in Acts. They ran him out of town for doing oh. that, didn't they? Oh, when, okay. I can't remember the yeah, exact right. chapter and verse. Yeah. But they, yeah. Uh, they, he had to leave town because he caused such an uproar. He was right. yeah. you know, um, speaking out yeah. against all that pagan worship. See, see, we're affecting the sale of the King James Version. (laughs) Because we're saying it's a bad translation, right? See, they're going to run us out of town. (laughs) Let's see. um, Actually, it isn't really that bad. You know, it's just a word here and a word there. But uh, there are certain words that are endemically badly translated, such as Gentile. Gentile yeah. and Jew, those words and uh, the fact that they left out the name of Yahweh <laughs> like mm-hmm. 7,000 times, right? Yeah. There are certain things that are really bad. But most well, of it you, you can get through. Some things you can say will look like genuine mistakes, but then other right. other times it's like, you know, they had to be, they had to know better. That's they, right. They, uh, they did, and they did know better. But yeah. they changed it anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Verse 16. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all forsook me. I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Okay, so he's saying, uh, let them be forgiven. Mm -hmm. He's noble to the very end. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the nations might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. This Amen. is a good verse to memorize. Timothy, 2 Timothy 4.18. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Yahweh shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me to his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's a good one to memorize. <clears throat> Verse 19, to Priscilla and Achilla, the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus abode at Corinth, but Trophimus have I left at Miletum sick. Do thy diligence to come before winter. Eubulus greeteth thee, and Pudens, and Linus, and Claudia, and all the brethren. Now, these uh, last three are at Rome. And I'm, I'm pretty sure all three of them, Pudens, Linus, and Claudia, were Brits. They were uh, from Britain, of uh, descended from uh, Zarajuda. Okay, and they had moved to Rome because I think they they were. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, British king um, who uh, ruled at the time. But nevertheless, uh, they, they were Brits. They were they were not uh, Middle Easterners. You know, they're they're not of the Greco-Roman stock. Mm-hmm. They were of uh, you know Zarajuda in Britain. So they had to leave because of uh, persecution. Well, uh, yeah, I think they uh, they had uh, they had heard about Christ. They, they knew they were Israelites. And uh, I think because Paul was at Rome, and they knew, and actually, an Acts chapter, the missing chapter of Acts, tells us that Paul actually did go to Britain. He went to Spain and to Britain, and also to France. Okay, so that they might have even heard him preach there, and so this would be at the tail end of his career as a preacher, and uh, they might have come to Rome just to be with Paul. Just a hearing, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. <clears throat> Last verse, the Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit. Grace be with you, amen. All right. Good stuff. It is. Yeah. More fire and brimstone from Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fire and brimstone. Pretty when much every of one of his letters are fire and brimstone. Everyone. Yes. Yeah, they're not <laughs> just the mealy mouth uh, Christianity that uh, is preached in the churches today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think if you uh, if you read Mein Kampf, uh, th- there's probably a few places where Hitler uh, praises the Jews. You know, he said, he said, "Oh, these Jews, they're very intelligent. Oh, these Jews, they're very rich. Oh, these Jews, they really know how to make uh, you know make a profit out of nothing, <laughs> right?" If you select those verses or you know, those statements, you could actually make it, Hitler seem like he likes Jews, right? Mm-hmm. If you edited it very carefully. And that's what the uh, universalists do to Paul. Mm-hmm. And they, do it, they don't do it exclusively to Paul, but I think uh, because of Paul's style of writing with all the multiple clauses, the ifs, ands, whatevers, and therefores, that it makes it easy to stick a word in here and take a word out there or translate a word differently here and there. And you can make, if you really are, have a mind to, you can make the verse say the exact opposite of what it really says. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the word Gentile is a perfect word to do that. You can stick that in there, tell everybody, oh, it means non-Israelites. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll believe that he's talking about non-Israelites when he never is talking about non-Israelites. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Well, right. good um, stuff. Good stuff. And next week yeah. we will do the book, read the book of Titus. Yes, and, and I just want to uh, remind everybody that uh, Greg Howard is uh, back with me on Yahweh's Covenant People, and tomorrow we're going to start the book of Second Esdras, and that's going to be absolutely awesome. <laughs> Second okay. Esdras is yeah, and from the Apocrypha, okay. It's actually one of the most, the most exclusive and racist books in the Bible. And uh, uh, the churches hate it precisely because it is very exclusive and racial. Okay? So uh, if, uh, we'll prove it to you if you listen in tomorrow night. Okay? Sounds good. All right. Thank Take you. Care. Yahweh bless. See you next week. Next time. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.